what? All right, here we go. What's up, everybody? Thank you so much for joining the light side today. My name is Danny, and today we are also talking with another Danielle, Danielle Willis, AKA D. She's an IFBB women's bodybuilder. She's a mental health advocate, and today we're going to be talking about just that, mental health, self-care, self-awareness. She's gonna be telling us a little bit about her story and what she's gone through as far as bodybuilding and cycling and doing all of these different things and, how, and where she is right now. And she, this is something that she'd actually like to move into is empowering people and getting this mental health message out because mental health is something that we, I think as a, as a society are becoming more um, awakened to. We're not just, not just physical health, but the mental health, what's going on upstairs. So Dee, what's up, my love? I'm so excited to have you. Hey, what's going on? Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so first and foremost, why don't we just give the people a little bit of a background on your story? So like, just... Yeah, like whatever you think people would want to know, because I know there's a lot of, you're like a diamond. There's many different facets to you. So let's just go yeah. ahead and start with that. Well, first of all, um, yes, I am a, a bodybuilder and um, I just recently went pro. Um, and the real reason why I'm here and what really fires me up is talking about mental health awareness. Um, I'm a proud mental health survivor. Um, I am bipolar type two, and I'm okay in saying my diagnosis as well. Just a little bit of a background. Basically, I kind of go through my moods, um, elevated moods. Sometimes, you know, I'm really, really happy. I'm on the go. Everything's going fast, full speed ahead. And then I have moments where I feel broken. I feel down. I feel a little sad, and that's the depression mode. So you have those two different, those two different um, balances and things that kind of go hand in hand with each other when it comes to bipolar. Um, and um, I've been so vocal about it because I want to, I want to erase and break the stigma because I feel like there's not enough conversations being had about mental health issues and mental health awareness. Um, it it kind of takes somebody important in our society to, to pass on or lose their life or, or something like that for us to have those little brief, quick conversations about being, not being okay and mental health and depression and all that. And really, you know, there, there's more and more people nowadays that are coming forward, which makes me feel so good that are, that are saying I am clinically depressed, that are saying I do suffer from anxiety or, or you know, some that are bipolar. Matter of fact, I just do want to throw it out, throw it out there, that um, as much as people may still not think it's a big thing, there's about 46 million people in this world right now living, breathing, actively with bipolar. And, you know, it doesn't discriminate. And I want to really drive that home. You know, because people see me and they see how I'm built. They see my physique. They see my muscles. You know, I even have to kind of deal with it with, with, with fans. And I love my fans to death. But, you know, oh, you're too built or too muscular or too strong to be sad. Or, or how can someone so powerful and, and big like you ever get anxious? You know, and it's those little, like, kinds of um, stereotypes and misconceptions that I think... Um, are still out there. And I don't think enough um, bodybuilders, enough competitors um, are speaking up and saying, hey, I'm not okay. You know, I mean, you see little snapshots here and there, but um, you know, as far as I'm concerned, I seem to be one of the only ones that actively is talking about my anxiety, my depression, my, my issues. And um, I'm also 
in a way doing that to show people that you can also live an active and productive life as well. So I'm trying to show the, you know, both, both sides to the conversation. And, um, and so, yeah, that's pretty much kind of a little bit about me. <laughs> oh, thank you, Dee. That's such a good snapshot of everything. And I, and guys, I just want to let you know, this is probably one of the most real people I have ever met. My first conversation with her, we went deep right off the bat. She holds nothing back and she's super authentic, which is why I think this is a perfect person to talk about mental health with you today. And because she's lived it, you know, and she's here to tell the story, but she's here to also thrive through it. It's not, you know, there's, there's a ton of different ways to look at this. And I think she's such a positive advocate that I'm so excited to bring her here. So Thank you, Dee, for that for that little intro there. I so I have a, I do have a question. Um, when did you now? I, I think in our in our conversation, you're mentioning that you went a little while before you actually got diagnosed with this. So, like, what were the symptoms maybe before you were getting diagnosed? Before you knew that this was a thing that you had? Okay. Well, um, my my journey um and it's not so much different from a lot of other people's journeys as well because most people don't really get diagnosed um until they're in their 20s um most of the time now i was born with it however not diagnosed until i was 21 um and I wasn't properly diagnosed. So there's two, there's, there's two things. And these are two big issues, um, not being diagnosed and not being properly diagnosed. So um, throughout my childhood, I just really quick want to touch on, I was diagnosed first with ADHD. And you know, ADHD, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, that's one completely different animal and you treat it a completely different way. And so, you know, for a long period of time, I was, you know, medicated not properly. So, you know, my 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 uh, moods, my 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 actions, everything was all negated based on a bad diagnosis and bad medication. So it was like trying to tame a wild beast with like like the wrong you know, it's like trying to put a big old muzzle on a big beast that you can't control. You know what I mean? Like that's basically what it was. And so here I am going through my twenties, even now 21, now we're getting to 21 and being uh, diagnosed, but I wasn't properly diagnosed. So I went through what a lot of uh, uh, people um, that are bipolar go through or people that are uh, misdiagnosed. I went through a lot of denial. Um, I, you know, this can't be me. Oh, this isn't me. Oh, th this isn't, this isn't the right diagnosis. Oh, you know, and so then you go through this self-destruction thing. And I went through a self-destruction phase and that's where the alcoholism comes in and the excess partying and the using and, and all of those things kind of come into play. And, and, um, you know, and, and I went through a period where I couldn't see past the bottle. Like that, that was, that was what kept me going was 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 the bottle and the cycle constant 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 um i i can tell you i went weeks on end without sleeping you know when you're super 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 manic and 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 your brain is going at 110,000 miles per minute sleep isn't even an option so there would be I, there would be 
literally nights where I would just go, 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 show up for, show up for school, barely. This is all while I was in college, by the way. Show up for school, barely, by the skin of my teeth, you know, in class, you know, running on maybe 0.5 hours of sleep and doing this on a regular basis for years. Like, this went on for about five years. Um, even had moments where, uh, I'll even be real, um, I've been arrested. And a lot of people with mental health issues that were not diagnosed correctly have been arrested and been, in, so in, been institutionalized, excuse me. Um, and so, you know, I went through that phase as well. And, you know, a lot of the actions and things that I went through, I couldn't control them. It would be, it, 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 again, these are the different moods and levels that we go through. And I was young too, and I didn't have any, any self-awareness, again, which we will talk about later. I didn't have any self-awareness. And so, you know, I just kind of succumbed to that beast. I succumbed to the, 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 the cycle every single time. And no good came from it. But when you're in it and you can't see past that, it just keeps going, that self-destructive behavior over and over and over and over again. And, um, you know, also we as um, mental health, um, people that live with mental health issues, we, um, we are our own worst enemy. I always say that I can beat myself up worse than anybody else I know. So then you also have that, like in your head, that self-defeatist attitude, I'll never be good enough. I'll never be better than this. So you just really, it's just constant bogging yourself down and you're just so low down you can't see up you don't even you, it doesn't even make sense to to go forward with hope so i've been in those dark places and 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 you know i've been suicidal i've been suicidal more times than 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 i can than i can say and and i and i and i know what it's like to to feel like you're on the edge and you're going to snap and all and and then there's nothing there's nothing or anyone that can come and save you. That I, I, I know what it's like to feel that broken down, that lost, and that isolated, all in your head. And see, these are all the things that people don't understand. They think it's just the, oh, you can snap out of it. Oh, just, just you know, oh, it's a fine, you'll be fine in a minute. No, these are, these are real like manifestations of emotions and triggers and imbalances that we, when we're not medicated and we're, and we aren't aware, we can't control them, and they can devour us and and really sink their teeth in. And um, I mean, I at my worst was a hundred pounds. I was so emaciated and and deprived from food and sleep and every all re everything that I didn't even I was not even the person that you see today. So you know, it's 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 a it's a blessing that, you know, now fast forward, here I am at 34, about to be 35, I have been properly diagnosed, but I didn't get properly diagnosed until I was 33 years old, 33. Wow. So that is, yeah, that is a very long time. So, so 21, I got a blanket diagnosis and then went through the denial and then 27, I was told that I was bipolar one, 
and still not getting to the root of the problem. And then now fast forward after finding, I had, to, I had to advocate. And that's another thing too, like advocating for yourself is so important. You know, finding the right doctor is so important. Finding the right therapist is so important. You know, a lot of times people don't get the right diagnosis. They don't get the right therapy. It, you know, that, that that's all, makes all the difference in the world between a life and death situation. And I had to advocate and fight for the right doctors and the right therapists. And it took years and years and years and years. And like I said, now, finally, finally, I have the right doctor. You know, he doesn't over-medicate me because that's another thing too. You, you also run the risk of being over-medicated. So I'm a big advocate of getting the right medication, but I'm also an advocate of not over-medicating. You know, there is a such thing as, as that as well. So, you know, finding that balance that works for you that doesn't inhibit you or prohibit you. Um, and yeah, so I don't, I don't know if that was, that was <laughs> perfect girl perfect that's amazing thank you and so i do have a question now that you know you've gone through this period of diagnoses and doctors and therapy and stuff like that how can people like when do you know that you found the right doctor and like what are signs that you have the wrong doctor or like what was your like thought process and like wait this is still not right i need a new doctor this therapy isn't working this medication isn't right what like led you to keep searching I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, well, I feel like when you, when some doctors just want to give you a blanket diagnosis and they don't really want to listen to like the, the different types of, of um, episodes that you have, because we, we do, we have different episodes. And again, I didn't even know that hypomania was a thing. Like I just knew there was mania and depression, but I didn't know that hypomania was a thing. And, you know, the, the difference between being super manic and being a little manic and what the difference is in, in those. Um, and I felt like when I had doctors in the past, like they, they were trying to give me way too much medication and they weren't doing the research. Like I've been on medication that's made me sleepwalk. I've been on medication that's made me hallucinate. I've been on medication that's made me hear voices. I've been on medication that's made me so lethargic. I can't even get out of bed. I'm drooling on myself. Oh. So it's like, you know, like when you have those types of medications and you have, you know, and, and the people that you trust the most, you know, or you're supposed to trust the most, you know, are giving these things to you and, and not listening to you when you're saying, hey, it's not working. Hey, I'm feeling like a zombie. Hey, I'm, you know, I'm actually more depressed. You know, those are the things that you have to look out for. And um, like I mentioned to you earlier, you know, it, I've been kind of advocating for other people in the groups that I'm in on social media yeah. um, because I hear them saying the same things. Oh, I'm on this medication, but it makes me a zombie. Oh, I'm on this medication, but it makes me forgetful. Oh, I'm on this medication. But so like a lot of these doctors just trying to profit or to me, in my opinion, profit mm -hmm. and, you know, aren't really concerned about the patient. They're just going to just slap you with any old prescription and they're not going to care about the side effects. But a doctor that really cares, like mine, like mine, even still, like through, through this whole COVID-19 thing, calling me, texting oh. me, hey, so the new meds that I gave you, the, 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 the increased dose, how's it working for you? You know, the check-ins, those are so important because like 
just in general, medicine doesn't fix everything. Like, it's just one piece of it. It's, you know, it's, it's the self-care, it's the, the mental, ch it's the check-ins, it's the, you know, how you doing, it's the, you know, all those things combined with the medication that makes everything go and, you know, work together. And, you know, my therapist, both of my therapists, my, because I have a therapist and a psychologist, and the difference for those that don't know, psychologists, they prescribe, psych, I mean, psychiatrists, they prescribe, psychologists, they are your therapist. So, and I also advise people with mental health issues to have both, to have yeah. a psychiatrist and a psychologist, mm -hmm. you know, because you need that, you need both, you just need it. You can't just take the medication and not do the work. You have to have both. You know what I'm saying? It's almost like if you want to be a bodybuilder, you need to train and you need to diet. You need to do both. And yeah. the, the supplements might help a little bit, but you still need to do all the other shit. So it all kind of works together. <laughs> yes. It's, yes. It's active. Yeah. It's a lot of work, but it, it, I mean, like I said, on the days that, that I put in the work, it, I, I feel the benefits of it. Mm -hmm. That's, and that's, and, and like in bodybuilding, you put in the work, you put in the, the effort, you're going to get the benefits of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, now that we're on the bodybuilding train, do you want to segue into that? And, and what I'm curious about, and something that I've been thinking about since we've been talking is, are there parallels between bodybuilding and mental health? Like maybe the people who get into bodybuilding or like, because I know I had some of my own addictions and I have that sort of addictive type personality. So, and I don't know if I was just addicted to bodybuilding, you know, and that was like masking something or, or driving something in me. I'm, I'm very curious about that. Um, yeah. What do you think about the, the parallels between bodybuilding and mental health and it, and it being helpful? Like, I, I actually think that maybe it could give us structure and give us like some, some awesome things for our mental health. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I, I think that bodybuilding has, I mean, I can say as it has, it's helped me, um, it's reduced my anxiety. Um, it's, um, eased up on my depression because I feel like you're so like, it, it kind of like takes you out of your head from, you know, and, and, put you in a completely different mind state and state of being focused on something completely different. So it's like, you could be having the worst day and be anxious about whatever that is. But the minute you're, you're focused on your mind body connection, trying to grow the muscle, trying to do whatever that activity is, it totally takes that anxiety, that frustration or whatever that issue was, it makes it obsolete. I, I, I've, I've had days where like literally my job stresses me out, what I'm going through stressing me out. And I'm like going through it and I'm like, Oh my God, I'm going to have the worst day ever. And then the minute I get in the gym and I'm, and I'm hitting those weights and I'm focused on those reps and squeezing and just everything that goes into it. It's like, it, it literally makes everything go away. Literally. And I feel like repetition, repetition to me, it's kind of like, I equate it to, you know, like how you have a schedule, like, and everything goes hand, like, you know, hand in hand. So I feel like repetition when you're doing repetitive sets, I feel like that train, it's like training your mind, kind of like a schedule. It kind of 
So it just keeps going with the flow. I don't know if that makes any sense to you, but it's it does. Like, that's how I kind of like in tune the, the reps of things, repetitiveness of things when you're in the motion of, of, of building and lifting. Um, and, um, I mean, obviously it raises your endorphins and we all love how we feel when our endorphins are raised. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I know that definitely does a good boost for my mood elevate, you know, elevates my mood and, um, you know, it's good for yourself is good for your self-esteem, a good self-esteem boost when you've, you know, hit, hit, hit a goal or, or when you start to see things change or, 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 you know, grow or mold. And truth be told, I was naturally muscular when I was younger, but I didn't embrace it. You know, I didn't have anybody to model after. And I didn't, I wasn't, I wasn't a young, um, wasn't a young bodybuilder. I mean, I didn't even get into this sport until I was in my thirties. Um, so, you know, me, I remember having low self-esteem and being very self-conscious. Now this was also too, as a result of my mental health issues as well, having a low self-esteem growing up. But, um, now I fast forward and it's like, it's such a blessing to be in something that I can embrace how I was created and bodybuilding has been able, has done that for me. It's mm -hmm. allowed me the opportunity to embrace how I was naturally created, which has done wonders for me mentally um, and emotionally. So, yeah. Oh, amazing. So now not everybody's built to be a bodybuilder, right? Well, but if, yes, if I know that. I know not everybody is but I'm just saying it's my story. For, for your story, right? But for other people, let's say they don't want to do bodybuilding, but with them like getting into running or like reaching, like doing some other, maybe sort of some sort of like athletic, getting into their body and out of their mind and going towards like goals and stuff. Do you think that would be helpful if somebody isn't on the bodybuilding path or they're not like naturally muscular or anything like that? Do you think that, um, I guess getting into a sport where you could reach things and get into a flow. I loved how you used the word flow because it is a total flow, especially when you're way in it. So do you think that being in the flow of something, maybe it's business, running, bodybuilding, anything it helps with uh, the mental health? Oh yeah, definitely. Because you're like dialed in. You're so, when you, it's like, when you see something that, you know, a goal or, or something that you want to attain and you visualize it, it mm -hmm. just, it's so stimulating for your brain. And it just, it, I feel like it's like, once you're tapped into that stimuli, it, it just, it, it does something for your soul. Mm -hmm. Like it, it, it really feeds your soul. And I feel like anybody chasing a goal to better themselves in any, in any physical form, um, or mental form, um, is, is, is good soul food for sure. Definitely. Hell yeah. Good. I agree with you. And the soul word flow, <laughs> the word flow, even for people who don't have it been like diagnosed with mental health issues or whatever, just normal like the flow is good. It's a good spot to be in. It's a repetitive motion. And it's, I think Earl Nightingale says, um, success is the progression of a worthy ideal. So it's just like anything you do to put yourself progressing towards something that's worthy. So like now maybe you transitioning to be a mental health advocate, you could sort of use the same principles that you learned with bodybuilding and get into the flow of advocating for this. Yes. Okay. And that's my, that is, that's one of my ultimate goals is to, um, 
is to advocate and 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 coach other 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 individuals like myself um in mental health and you know and, and my heart is in bodybuilding as well so it would be great you know to, yeah. to tap in and reach out to other but i i think it would be awesome to have like some kind of you know haven or forum for bodybuilders to go with mental health issues um anxiety depression you know a place where everybody can be okay letting it all down and being and saying hey i'm not okay because again it's like we're, we're, we're looked at to be a certain way and you know it, it, it's it's a lot of you know it is a lot of pressure you know to kind of uphold this 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 image that you have to have you know being put together being strong and, you know and all this stuff and it's like sometimes you you just want to say hey I'm not okay yeah. How, who's with me you know what yeah. I mean like you know that's 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 like what I want I my goal is to have more people being able to say hey you know I you know, I would love for a, a Miss Olympia. Yeah, I'm not saying they have to have depression, but I'm just saying I would love a Miss Olympia or somebody in some place to say, hey, you know, my anxiety was bothering me or or, or I was feeling I was feeling a little down the, the other day. Let, yeah. Let's talk about it. I would love that because yeah. it's like, you know, it makes makes it more relatable and, and makes other people want want to to connect because it's like, yeah, I'm just like you. I go through some of the same things you go through. Who cares that I have muscles and I can lift a lot? It doesn't discriminate. Yeah, yeah. I love that. So how, so, okay, so we went over how bodybuilding has helped you. Now, um, we, we talked a little bit about cycling and how that affected your mental health. Did you want to go into that a little bit? Sure. Cool. Uh, yeah, um, I mean, I'm not a doctor or anything, so, and I don't, you know, profess to, to have all that down, but I really do believe that, you know, there is something to, you know, um, healthy cycling and, and how it, it, you know, yes, cycling with the testosterone is good for the muscles and good for building and all that stuff, but I really do feel that it elevates and boosts mood and those people those that people with that struggle with depression um it really does something to 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 you know give them that extra pep in their step like i know that i can attribute a lot of my success in the last year like going pro yeah to my self-care and self-work and all that stuff but actually being on cycle and not because of the testosterone like what it did for my body but it helped me like harness my mania helped me really focus it i, I was like less in my feelings because i'm in my feelings all the time mm -hmm. but i was less in my feelings like and when i say that i mean like to the point where i was able to i don't think I don't think I would have been able to get my pro card and, 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 and go through what I went through last year, not on cycle, um, mentally, because my self-esteem, like historically and how I can beat myself up historically and how my anxiety can kind of get to me historically, I felt like it gave me that extra edge, like a little bit about my, my story real quick is so like last year, you know, um, I did two national shows and the first time I got third place, and for those who no, don't know, you need to get top two, 
in order to get your pro card. So I was all set. Boom. I'm going to get my pro card. Boom. Get third place. Ooh. Had to stand there, take that, and go, okay, so they're not going to give it to me right now. Right? And, like, the old me would have been like, that's a wrap. That's a wrap. Shut, shut it down. Whoop, that's it. We're done. We're done for life. I quit. Throw in the towel. I'm the worst competitor on the planet. Let's go waterworks. Like, literally. Like, that would have been, it would have been a shit show. Like, yeah. completely. I literally stood up there, and I was, like, going through it in my head, and I was, like, actually going through the battle. Like, I literally was going through the defeatist battle. Like, you're going to quit. No, you're not. You're going to quit. No, you're not. Like, I was having that battle in my head on the stage. Like, yeah. it was, like, that bad. And I, well, yeah. all while I'm smiling. And then, you know, having to, and then having to internalize it, suck it up, and, and then power through the next month, and then do another show, and, you know, history happened the way it did, and I'm grateful for it, but I bring that up to say that it's just something about being on cycle, like, and having that extra test boost in your body that just really gives you that extra edge yeah, yeah. that I feel like you just don't have. And when I went through withdrawals, because my coach took me off um, everything, we cleaned my system out. This was November uh, 2019. I went completely cold turkey. Oh my God. There were days where like I couldn't get out of bed. Like, I think I entertained the idea of death like multiple times a day. Like, it was like, like really, really bad. And it was all like around the time too, like when, when Kobe Bryant died. So I was like, <gasps> like really, like, you know what I mean? Like it was like a whole, I was crying. I, I was crying for days. I wasn't eating. Um, I didn't want to train. I was just like, this is it. You know what I mean? Like, so my coach was like, oh, wow, you really are bad. So he had to put me on 10 milligrams of Anavar just to, like, sit my ass down and, like, get me, like, going again. Like, so, um, and I've talked to other competitors, which, again, I wish more people had this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> talked to other competitors. I've talked to other competitors, and they're like, no, we weren't like you, but, yes, we know what that's like, you know, like, yes, I've been, I've been there and I know what, you know, I know I feel better when I'm cycling. I know what, what, what the difference is between being on a cycle and being off a cycle. And so, you know, I'm, I want more conversations about this as well, because I'm not the only one. So <laughs> and, uh, you're not you're definitely not and thank you for speaking up about this too because even just and sorry to cut you off but no. just even the battle that you had on stage I've had that battle too you know and if we had let that other voice win the bad voice win then we would have never got to where we're going but I know that when people miss their pro card or they miss the Olympia by one fucking point they're yes. like you know what like that definitely goes through their head and they're like this was enough for me but and then even the post-show depression so like even natural right? That's even a, a shit show itself is to put down to say, okay, I'm going to take a break for a little while. And now you take the gear out of the equation. Now you're like, what do I, 
what do I do? I don't even right. like chicken. I don't want to go to the gym. I hate myself. I hate my hair. Right. I hate everything. Right. <laughs> exactly. It is. It's a shit show. It's like, like, I'm telling you, like, why am I getting out of bed today? What's the purpose? You know, it's, it, it was like, it was real. Mm-hmm. And, and like I said, I know I can't be the only person, <laughs> but nobody wants to talk about it. Right. Everybody wants to talk about their gains and their progress pictures and how Yay. amazing they're doing and how their tan looks. Meanwhile, what the fuck is going on upstairs? Because there's a lot of that happening, but nobody exactly. wants to, nobody wants to put down this, you know, put down the pretty picture, pretty selfie cam and, and actually speak real, you know, like I think some of my most engaged posts that I ever ha- had posted when I was bodybuilding was when I was like, Hey, I'm really depressed today. Or, Hey, I'm really doubtful today. Or I have and so much I'm anxiety. Like, and I'm seeing that too. Like, like, oh, you know, I'm trying to get more creative with my posts and insert my, my story and, 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 and my message. And, you know, I'm finding now that I'm starting to get more responses, like even people just saying, thanks for that. I'm like, I'll take that, you know, or, or good one. And I'm like, okay, I'll take that. You know, it's like people starting to at least respond to what I'm saying and rather than just my physique, because that gets old and that's not what I'm trying to do anyway. Like, and I know that in bodybuilding, you know, influencers that that's mainly all that they give and all that they put out. And, and so that is another reason why I'm trying to say, hey, no, let let let's not make it all about that because to me it is it's more than just that. Yeah. It is so much more than that. And I love what you said about people finally starting to how how rewarding is it when somebody's like, I needed to hear that today. You're like, you know what, if that was the only comment that I saw for this post ever, that would be the end yeah, of it. I'm only I only get a few right now because I'm still in transition as you know as yeah. what I'm trying to do with my career. But but um you know, to piggyback off of those powerful posts and how, and the impact. Yeah. Like I I've noticed in my own little way, I get maybe one or two, but it's like, if you get that one or two, it's like, ah, at least somebody was listening. Yes. And think about all the people that are not listening, that are reading. They don't even like some of your biggest fans. Some of your biggest mental health fans won't even like your posts and they will never comment, but they still read everything you say. When somebody told that to me, I was like, you know what? You're right. Because I read some people's stuff and I don't like, and I don't comment and I just kind of read it and just let it be what it is. So you never know who or how many people are actually reading and taking your post home with them and saying, damn, like I remember what Dee said, you know, and one day they'll never have commented on your post. And I've ran into this a couple times, but they'll send you a DM and they'll say, can we talk like, um, what you said really resonated with me. Is there, you know, and then I'll be like, yeah, let's get on a phone call, dude. But, and that person, you'll never see them in your comments. You'll never see them on the like list. It'll just be, you know, this little, this little watcher. And isn't that such a beautiful thing that social media will give us? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. So bodybuilding there. Okay. Now we wanted to talk about self-awareness. So I know this was like something big that we, that we kind of touched on in the beginning, but like self-awareness is, is incredibly huge because there are two ways that we can go through life. Basically one is unconsciously letting the beast and the demons run the show. And you're just unconsciously acting, picking up the bottle, doing X, Y, and Z unconsciously. And then you start to become conscious of your actions and you're almost the observer and you'll say, wait a minute, what am I about to do and why? So what, what is kind of your story about your self-awareness? Well, I mean, 
you know, it's definitely crucial in assessing patterns in your behavior. And, you know, it's like, <laughs> I went through, it's like, I go, I look back and, and when I thought a lot of life was happening to me, it wasn't really life happening to me. It was really me. Like it was me. I was like, I, the old saying, the bull in the china shop, like I was the bull in the china shop. So, you know, but instead of me thinking that I was the problem, I was, because I wasn't aware, like I wasn't in tune. I wasn't, I wasn't practicing anything at all. I was thinking that all of my mishaps, all of my situations, when I would get in trouble, breakups, I've even looked back on relationships and different situations now and went, oh wait, that was me. You know what I mean? Because, you know, awareness and being like, okay, no, those things were because I was acting according to this. I was acting this way. I was acting that way. I said this, I did that. Now, now fast forward to kind of not be so wordy. I actually like when I act, when I'm acting out and I'm doing something I actually stop pause and have a conversation with myself like literally I'm like wait a minute do you know what you're doing Danielle do you know what you're saying you know what you're about to do and you know what the actions are going to are going to be going to be like I have those conversations with myself in my head or if I feel like I'm about to do something impulsive or manic I, I i i go like i literally like will kind of do a little change i'll be like change stop breathe like i'll do like little pauses or indicators or if i actually am in the midst of the chaos and i'm like like say like i'm having an argument with my coach or because I, I use that as an example because i love my coach to death but he gets the brunt of my personality because I'm around him the most. And so like, I'll be like, he'll say something to me and, and then I'll say something back, you know, and, you know, kind of snap back in, in, when I'm in my um, defiant mode, if you will. And, in, and instead of letting it go, I actually will stop and wait and, and go, Oh, wait a minute. Oh, you know what? I'm, a, I'm hearing what you're saying. Let me assess it differently. Excuse my actions. Let me let me backtrack and let's let's revisit this conversation. So like now, you know, if I've lost my cool or have a snap moment and I've let myself go, now I can actually after it's done, like after, right after it's done, I can assess it and go, "Oh wait, that was my bad. I was wrong." this is how I should have handled it. Like that accountability, that mm. awareness, like, and most of the time I realize in those situations where there's conflict and chaos, it is me. And it's all part of the, it's all part of the territory. And, but it makes me, and it makes my relationships and me dealing with people so much better because at least when you can be accountable for you, it makes people accept you more. It, it may not be easy to be around you, but it makes people accept you more when you at least show accountability and awareness for your actions instead of just, 
blaming the universe or just blaming the wet whatever you know what i mean because i used to play the blame game all the time like it's everybody else's fault when most of the time it was me and i'm not a bad person and we aren't bad people but when you are not aware of your actions and certain things they do affect people around you whether it be good or bad and so then you know now it's, it comes a time where you have to buck up man up search inside yourself and go wait a minute if this keeps happening this way like this over and over and over again hmm what is the common denominator me well what are you gonna do about it <laughs> so Love that. it's like it's pretty much like it, it's not easy it's messy it's uncomfortable i go through it daily but i'm a hell of a lot better of a person and i have people in my life that respect me so much more because they know that i'm actively doing these things working on it so it's not easy but it can be done and it seems like it's learning like self-awareness seems like a practice in itself and even like learning how to like okay so we go through we go through periods where we're unconsciously act, acting so we're unconsciously just reacting to people and we're snapping and we're right off the you know just like ready to go all the time and then you reach a point where you maybe say something but catch yourself right so i think there's different levels of awareness and it's all sort of a practice and then eventually maybe that window will get slower you know closed closed and you'll stop catching yourself in the middle of it but maybe before you even open your mouth and say something so and and so to me it seems like it's almost like a practice of being over here and over here and eventually this gap just sort of closes and you're able to really think before you speak and I, I like even sometimes I'm not really good at that you know when your emotions are high it's that time of the month and you're stressed out and you just freaking it <laughs> and yeah, same, exactly. yep mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so self and I love how you said taking uh accountability or responsibility for your actions that does make like help people respect you more and it, it lightens the load because then you're not blaming them right and then they don't feel like they're always under attack or walking on eggshells but when you learn to take accountability for your actions and responsibility then you can start fixing it then you can say all right so what do i need to do different next time whereas if you don't ever take responsibility you're pointing all the fingers at the china shop while you're the bull in it kind of thing it's like it's it's the china shop's fault for being so fragile <laughs> and for opening right. its doors and letting me in here <laughs> but so i i'm really excited that that you brought up those two things and it's so funny like there's this um quote that's like we all uh everybody's self-made but only the rich want to admit it so something like that it's like but we're all self-made like you're self-made as a bodybuilder as a mental health advocate but sometimes people don't want to admit that or that well you're in a you're in more of a successful position but but for people who are acting out or they're like really down in the dumps or they're not succeeding they want to blame everybody else but we're all self-made exactly yeah i mean even 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 me like in business, like in things that I'm doing now, like I'm learning that when my emotions, my anxiety and my bipolar get in the way, like they hold me back significantly from, from achieving that level, of, that next level in, in my business. You know what I mean? Like when you, when you succumb to the, the old ways, the regressive behavior and you, and you, and you let that get in the way of progress, 
oh my gosh, it spills over into your personal, into your business, it spills into everything. So it's, it's something that I'm actively working on every day so that it doesn't hinder me or hold me back from progressing. Good. Hell yeah. Good, good. And so what are some self-care uh, techniques that you use to keep, you know, keep everything progressing and in line and practiced? Well, you got to accept your feelings. You got to really like accept how you feel you know, identify with what you're feeling when you're feeling it and allow yourself to like, you know, go through it. Don't be dismissive of your feelings. Like I, I really have to stress that enough. Like, but also in acknowledging your feelings and what you're going through, don't stay there. Don't allow yourself to stay there for too long. So, um, you know, it's, it is, it's a, it's a, it's like a, there's like levels to it. But, you know, identifying that you have those feelings, accepting those feelings, but not staying there for too long. Sometimes I'll write them down. Um, I love uh, how you gave yourself a time limit when you were on your drive and you said, all right, 30 minutes is up, turn it around. Can you tell that oh, story yeah. just briefly? That was so amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. My, uh, my, my manic drives. Yes. Yes. I'm infamous for those. And, and that is a good example. Yeah. You know, identifying that you're going through. Um, and not staying there for too long, um, trying to make a plan. You know, I try to write out my daily plan, like every day okay. I try to live and die by my, my plan. Um, you know, we don't always get it right, but at least, you know, having something that we can identify with that gives us structure and balance that we can kind of go and check off as we go it really helps because you know i know as entrepreneurs and business owners and just you know as athletes whatever you know we all have all these goals and all these things that we want to do um and really just itemizing them and prioritizing them and writing them down um really helps not make it so overwhelming spirituality and meditation has been very important to me um i feel like you know, being able to take a pause and center myself um, spiritually and um, get my heart, get my heart right, you know, just kind of getting in tune with who I am because, you know, as entrepreneurs and, you know, business owners, people, we, we're always trying to give and place ourselves, you know, give ourselves to um, other people and spread ourselves around. And, and it's really, really good to, um, kind of get yourself centered and, and balanced and, um, you know, really show yourself some self-love and self-care. And I feel like that really calms my nerves and helps my anxiety a lot. Mm, so you've been praying and meditating. And I heard this really beautiful thing um, that praying is talking to God and meditation is listening. Ah, isn't like that beautiful? That. Isn't that so, oh, it makes me want to pray more <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and talk to God. And I know that you're actually, I don't know, what is it Christian, Catholic? What, what is it I that you Christian. kind of, Christian? Okay, cool. I remember talking to you and you had such a strong faith and it was so beautiful. Yeah. Um, and so you centering yourself in your, in your faith and in your Christianity, that's through like the prayer and then the meditation for you, it, do you find it's a different sort of connection? Do you think, is it more of a connection to yourself, like the God within you? Or how do you feel about the different spirituality things there? Or are they one and the same for you? 
for me, it's, it's, it's almost one in the same, but sometimes, you know, you, you kind of do tap into, like, I feel like another power when you're meditating. Like it's, 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 it's a different level. And I'm, I'm still, I'm still in the embryo stages of the whole meditation game. I'm not going to sit there and be like, I'm on this level, but I have tapped in and I have, I have felt that power and, and I, and I know, I know what it feels like. And, and it's, and it, it's grounding. It's very grounding. I will say that. (laughs) Oh, good. That's beautiful. So is there anything else that you want to tell the people or any other topic you want to talk about? You, by the way, you give me this energy. You have been just like filling me up this whole conversation with that big, beautiful smile and all year. So I, I, I love talking to you, but uh, is there, yeah, girl. And so like you've now becoming a mental health uh, advocate, do we touch on all of the things that you want to be talking about or do we leave some stuff on the table? Cause I want to get it out. Um, I think we, I think we talked about self-awareness. I'm looking at my notes and stuff, things that I, I think we talked on, touched on. Yeah. On yeah. pretty much everything, but I, I do, you know, I do want to have you know, I do want to be a, a, a person that other bodybuilders um, can reach out to that I want, I want to be the go-to, you know, people that have mental health or anxiety or depression, or, you know, if you feel suicidal or you feel bad about yourself, whatever the case may be, I want you to come to me, like with all of your brokenness and you know, talk to me about it and, you know, just know that you have somebody in your corner that's going to advocate for you and listen to you and, and has probably been where you've been. So, you know, and I'm, I'm grateful that a few competitor friends of mine have like started to, you know, text me and say, Hey, you know, I I'm dealing with what's your advice and so it makes me feel good that at least you know certain people are starting to feel more comfortable um opening up when they're going through um even if it's not putting it out there on social media at least just like identifying their feelings and saying hey i'm not okay and reaching out because that's another thing that's so important and especially right now we're in we're in the middle of a pandemic we're in the middle of one of the most stressful times in our in our in our time (laughs) you know what i mean there hasn't been in recent times a more stressful time than now and this is the time where i feel like people need to be okay saying hey i'm not okay and reaching out to someone and saying hey can i talk to you or 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 being okay sharing their story you know because this is the time where we need to be building each other up and really encouraging one another and you know there's a lot of people right now that are going through it. They've lost their jobs. They don't know how they're going to feed their, their families. There's a lot of big world problems going on right now. And I know that those types of problems, they, 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 the, the mental stress that is attached to it is just unfathomable. You don't have to be bipolar or suffer from depression to be going through it right now. And so I feel like now more than ever, this is the time where more um we need we need to be having more forums or more outlets or more hotlines or more whatever help helplines for people to say hey i need to talk i need somebody can you listen so you know i'm hoping 
that as I go along with this and as I keep putting my message out there, that people feel more comfortable knowing that they can come and they can talk to me and that I can advocate for them and that I'm right there with them. That's amazing, Dee. And where can the people find you? Um, right now, I'm, I'm on Instagram um, and my YouTube is coming. So, but my Instagram is Danielle Willis BD. And um, uh, yeah, I will, I'll be launching my YouTube shortly. So be on the lookout for that. But um, yeah, I, I'm so grateful that I got a chance to just share a little bit about me. <laughs> Dee, I'm so grateful as well. And I know that so many can relate to your story. I know I certainly can in many different ways. And so I, I, Thank you so much for your honesty, for your vulnerability, for getting out here and for speaking because so many people need to hear this. You know, I mean, you gave a stat at the beginning about 46 million or something like that, you know, suffer with bipolar, but like how many are undiagnosed and how many out there are suffering with other sort of mental illnesses? Probably most of the population, to be honest with you, especially in today's day. So yeah. I just want to thank you for being a spokesperson for all of those people. And I do hope that people hit you up on Instagram and get into your DMs and say, hey girl, I'm not okay. Let's talk. And that's, I just, I see this coming for you. And I am so proud of you for taking the first couple steps into this new chapter of your life. And um, thank you so much for coming on the show today and for sharing all of this with us. Uh, thank you for having me. I really enjoyed it. And uh, you're a light to others. So keep being a light. Thanks, D. Like attracts like, right? Light attracts light. Me and you both. Let's go. Let's light up yeah. this world, baby. Yeah. Uh, all right, everybody. Yes. Thank you so much for listening and I'll catch you on the next one. Contact D if you need anything at all. All right, everybody. Peace.